Hey y'all, this is Stacy Blake with Fresh Oil Ministries and it's a brand new season, a brand new day. Things are expanding, things are taking place and I'm telling you, the excitement is totally authentic here at Fresh Oil. We want you to know how much we love you all and we are going to bring you the most up-to-date conversations that you've heard in a long, long time. We hope that they'll encourage you and we want them to bring you joy and most of all we want them to bring you closer to Jesus so we have a very special guest here in the studio so hang out with us welcome to fresh oil once again everybody we're doing our series called reality check and I have a guest in the studio today that is a good friend of mine I've known her for a few years and I also have um, one of my probably gonna be normal folks around I don't know that I could ever say she's normal let me back up um, <laughs> We're not normal. We're abnormal. Right? I'm okay with that. You're, I'm not right. Yeah, okay. Rachel is here with me, y'all. Again, she is going to be along for the ride quite a few times uh, as we do all of our wonderful podcasts. And we like to have a little fun on the show. And we have Lindsay Martyr with us today. Hey, Lindsay. Hi. <laughs> that's the most awkward part of the whole show. Yeah. Is I was like, what do I say? What do I say first? Do I say, hey, hey. But it's it's this is going to be a lot of fun because we want to start off with a little bit of fun. Mm-hmm. Just kind of get your personality out there and let folks kind of get to know you a little bit. Lindsay is a, I'm going to call you a bodybuilder. Ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's a, um, what, are, what, what, what are you? I what? just like to live. I thought she did like, I like to live. I'm like, I like to live too. This oh. is good. I like to lift. You yes. like to, she lifts very heavy things like weights in the gym. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, she's a tall blonde and she is, uh, you know, I wouldn't want to meet her in the alley anywhere because uh, I'd be a little scared that she's going to beat me up. <laughs> and she's, she's that muscle bound lady uh, who loves Jesus. So right. um, we're going to talk to her today a little bit about um, uh, her life. But first, we want to do some this or that questions. You ready for this? Right. Okay. Uh, we'll start simple. Hot or cold? We're talking about like weather or drinks? Weather. Oh, hot. Oh, you like hot weather. Okay. Okay. Phone call or text? Phone call. Hmm. Absolutely. Mm, I'm so opposite of that. Absolutely. Give <clears throat> me it a text. It depends on the person. I guess so. I want the connection. Uh, right. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can see that. Um, how about... Um, Summer or winter? Summer. Definitely summer. All okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Sweaters or flannels? Oh. Mm. I think sweaters. Sweaters? Okay. Fluffy. Mm-hmm. Fluffy soft sweaters? Yeah. Okay. Um, ooh, chocolate or gummies? Chocolate. Yes. Okay. I think I know the answer for this, but that's fine. Country or city? Country. Please. Yes. If I ever interview anybody who says city, my feelings are going to be hurt. You can't live here in like the city. <laughs> we live in the South, right? You, you can't live here in like the city. I like that because that's you true. I mean, that's true. Um, how about um, black or white in colors? Color. Yeah, you like colors. I like color. I like colors. Mm-hmm. Black well. and white. You like black and white. Yeah, Rachel's, Rachel's totally opposite. Yes. She's totally opposite. <laughs> that child doesn't have any color in her closet. Not so. true. You bought me color. I did. I did. Now she has pink, so hey, we're making progress. Okay, fireplace or bonfire? Ooh, fireplace. Huh. So inside. Yeah, I don't like bones. Hey, I'm totally on board with you right there. I'm totally on board with you. I like a bonfire, but sometimes it gets like way too cold for that to even... Yes, you don't. Yeah, you just have to rotate. You can't. You can't enjoy it. Right, you really can't. Um, Okay. uh, How about hot chocolate or coffee? Coffee. Oh, okay. Then I'm a hot chocolate girl. 
Mm. Yeah. Give us one more, Rachel. What you got over there? Um, would you rather read a book or watch a movie? Read a book. Oh yes. And I'm on the I'm on the fence about that. I think it depends on how I'm feeling. You know what I mean? It's like, do I want to read, or do I just want to veg out and yeah. just watch and get away from reality for a minute? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. On, on TV. So yeah. But so y'all now y'all get to know Lindsay a little bit and see how she uh, her personality is. I put it like that. And and you just kind of and you can tell by these this or that questions. Mm-hmm. You know a little bit about each person. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, oh, let me ask you one more. Okay. Rock and roll or country? Country. All right, girl. All right. <laughs> You're our new friend, so you get, you get to hang out with us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, I, you know, I met you a few years ago when our littles were playing ball together. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, you know, I was thinking today as I was thinking about this podcast, I said, you know, I want to ask the right questions and, and all of that. And just because I knew you um, at the ball field. Right didn't really mean that I knew you. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I knew what I saw. Right. I knew your personality out there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I knew you were a nice person. You could just say this, like, like how you interacted with people, mm-hmm. you know, but I didn't realize that when we came to our church a couple of years ago, um, like who you really were right. as far as you're like, really getting to know you. Exactly. And so we started this um, program called Celebrate Recovery Here. Mm-hmm. And it's a really neat program. And people do it everywhere. From yeah. my understanding, it's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a place where if you have, I think you all say, it's a, if you have a hurt or a hang-up or a habit mm-hmm. or something, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't yeah. have to be drug or alcohol. It can be anything. Yeah. Um, Y'all invite people here to come and like just sincerely just get some Jesus. Absolutely. You know, so when I saw you in that um, atmosphere and and this type of thing, you're a totally different person. Um, than what I knew right from there, which was not, it's not bad, yeah. but I didn't know yeah. that you had all these things going on in your life. And it's so cool to see people open up mm-hmm. about that. And, um, I was saying that we we're going to just talk a little bit about Celebrate Recovery. Um, in the beginning, tell them a little bit about what Celebrate Recovery is about and kind of how that works. Okay. So, um, it's basically, like you said, it's a, it's a program we invite people to come into, where if you were to have a hurt, a habit, or hang up, um, that can encompass anything from drugs and alcohol to anxiety, depression, codependency, divorce, a death, anything that has caused pain in your life and you don't know where to go now. Uh-huh. You're, you're at a bottom, per okay. se, that, uh-huh. you, you know, that you found yourself at and you don't know where to go now. Well, we give you an opportunity to come here. Mm-hmm. We feed you a good, good food. Yes, Lord. Then we have amazing worship. And then we have large group where we teach the lessons. And, of course, you know, we know that our teachers, Stephanie and Wayne, I mean, there's not any better teachers than right. them. Um, they teach our lessons. And then we break off into small groups where we kind of get to get a little more intimate. We get to talk with the people one-on-one about, you know, what your struggles is, uh, or struggles are. And may be someone there who's been where you are right. or who is about to walk into what you're in right now that mm-hmm. needs to see you know, maybe I don't need to go down that path. Yeah. Maybe I don't even make that choice because she made that choice and here's where she's at. Now. Right. And so that's what it is. It's just to try to encourage people that um, just because you've made a mistake, 
you're not too far gone. You're never too far gone. That's right. God doesn't throw you away. He does not. And mm-hmm. so that's what we try to just, you know, I guess instill in the people that come in yeah. is that Jesus loves you right where you are. Well, that's the thing. Um, he does. Mm-hmm. He truly does. He, he, the, the love that we feel from him is, is, you know, felt so deeply when we are in the deepest pit that we can be in. And when he reaches down to pull you out of all the mess that you're in, mm-hmm. that's when you really, truly feel the love of Jesus. And it takes the people that come to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to love on somebody and go, yeah. you know what? We get it. Mm-hmm. You know, and we know what you're going through. Let me tell you what I did. Or yeah. let me tell you my story. And then people can relate and you don't feel alone. Absolutely. Because most of the time people feel alone. Yeah. I mean, I one of the biggest things that I've experienced in small groups Sometimes we feel alone. Mm-hmm. We feel like I'm the only one that has this thought, or I'm crazy because I'm thinking these things, or I'm struggling with this same thing. And you're in small group, and someone that you don't know says what you're thinking, right. and you're like, "You too." Yeah. And it's that connection, yeah. and that's that's what CR is all about. Well, you see their people. eyes light up, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Oh my gosh, I'm really not alone." Being, um, I don't want to say being alone, but feeling like you're alone. Yeah. It's one of the worst feelings. Yeah. You can be in a house full of people, mm-hmm. but feel like you're all by yourself. Absolutely. Because you feel like they don't understand what I'm going through. They don't get yes. it. You know, they have no idea mm-hmm. what I'm feeling right now. I know that when Rachel came into our lives and my family, she was feeling a lot of things that I had already gone through in my life. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Rachel, how did that make you feel when you felt, when you finally saw, okay, man, I can really relate to these mm-hmm. people and they get it. They understand mm-hmm. why, you know, I feel like this or what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. I mean, how did you feel? Well, it's like when I told you that finally I had somebody that got me. Yeah. It was just knowing that you can be understood. You're not always going to be understood because God right. is the only one that really, because he created you. But to know that you went through the same things, mm-hmm. almost that I've gone through, yeah. 20 years ago yeah you know you went through yeah. and now here I am at the same age that you went through it makes me feel like okay looking at where you are now I do have a chance sure <laughs> it's, crazy it's like thank God because you, you know, know yeah didn't stop at a divorce and being a single parent that mm-hmm. you even when you are at bottom you can rise above that not that I didn't think you could but at the moment you don't feel like you can of yeah. doing that mm-hmm. so my deal was I just felt, finally felt understood. Yeah. And that's the best part, I think, mm-hmm. when you come into a place like this and you go, okay, has anybody ever gone through this? Mm-hmm. And then probably half the people in the room can raise their hand and go, yeah, but you didn't know that. Yes. Everybody hides their um, shortcomings Absolutely. very well. You don't want to just walk around going, hey, you know, I did this a few years ago and a man, you can't, you don't want to do that. You don't want to blast that out. But when you come to CR, it's a private thing. Mm-hmm. What you say in the room stays in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a place where you can, it's a safe place yeah. where you can be yourself and really um, pour okay. yourself out. Yeah. Absolutely. Unpack all your baggage. Because mm-hmm. if, if anybody doesn't think they have baggage, then they need to go back and recheck because they got some. Everybody's got something. Lesson one at CR is denial. Right. So. And that's everybody wants to <laughs> deny. Nobody wants to really believe, oh, I'm not going through this. I'm not dealing with this. If you used to, I thought, if I didn't talk about it, it wasn't real. Yeah, nobody knew. Mm-hmm. Like, I would not have to deal with mm-hmm. it if I would just ignore it. Well, that's why I drank. It, that's the thing. You have something mm-hmm. that you've got to feel that hole with, and that's what we're about to get to. I'm glad you said that because, um, 
you know, again, our, our um, series that we're in right now is called Reality Check. And I, God just kind of won't let me get out of that just yet because I really feel like there are people, no matter where they are, mm-hmm. that they can minister to somebody else. Yeah. And we are so grateful to be heard, you know, mm-hmm. all over the world right yeah. now in different places. And we feel like, okay... If you can help somebody in Germany, absolutely, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. We may not ever meet them. We may not ever know who they are, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. We're perfectly fine with that. Yeah. Um, but we want to give people who are under the sound of our voices the opportunity to know Jesus yes. and realize that there are people that are going through the same things mm-hmm. or have been through the same things that they're going through, mm-hmm. and there is hope. Yeah. We want to offer that, that we mm-hmm. want to show you that there's hope. Yes. You know, I should have been dead a long time ago, literally. Yeah. Should have died several times and I didn't. And mm-hmm. it's like my son walked into my room the other day and he said, Mama, I really don't know. I don't get it how you're still here. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, okay. You know, that was, <laughs> was awesome for you to say that. He's like, no, Mom, I'm like, for real, for real. He's like, you have this, you have that, and then all of a sudden you have cancer. And da-da. He said, but you're still here. He's, and he just looks at me and said, Mama, God ain't through with you. That's right. And I'm like, oh, that's much better to say that. <laughs> Lead off with that, you know. But it's like you, you just look at it and it makes you think, you know what? He does have something for me to do, obviously. Because if he is keeping me here yeah. and sustaining me, mm-hmm. you know, and people with people with diagnosis can come to CR because yeah, that can cause a severe depression, yes. you know, and stuff like that. So anybody mm-hmm. can be involved, yes, okay. you know, in that kind of thing. So, you know, like I was saying earlier, I didn't know, I didn't know you mm-hmm. um, other than... Uh, the surface you right you know I knew you when I saw you hey how you doing what's mm-hmm. up you know how the kids that kind of thing yeah you know that's an acquaintance really yes. yeah. and so if I'm not in in your life mm-hmm. you know every day and are you know involved with you somehow I'm not gonna know what's going on you yeah, know behind closed doors. Yeah. yeah and and you have revealed a lot of things in CR um, and you're you're one of the leaders and you you do a lot of things and so I'm gonna you know I'm just kind of gonna approach some questions that if you're okay with answering um, to the world essentially yeah. if you're okay with that we're just gonna talk a little bit about no pressure, yeah, yeah. No pressure at all no pressure <laughs> zero pressure um, I, I feel like it's gonna help somebody Absolutely. I try to pray and I try to say God give me the people mm-hmm. that you want their story out there um, you know, and my husband the other day kind of got on to me. He said, uh, why isn't your story out there? And I said, you know, I haven't thought about that. I really haven't, I haven't thought about my testimony. Right. And so, uh, that's going to be coming really soon. But it's like, you guys encourage me right. to be able to open up and go, okay, mm-hmm. I can say this yeah. about myself. I'm okay with people knowing where God brought me from. Right. You know, that's the important part. Used yeah. to, I was ashamed. Absolutely. But now it's like, you know what? He's going to use my mess for his glory. Yes. So, and I know you feel the same way. Well, and that's another thing about CR is knowing that that's your accountability group. And almost sitting in group, you start to feel comfortable sharing yeah. the shameful parts of your testimony where you mm-hmm. can go out and say, hey, you, know, right. you can reach others that way. Sure. So that's been a good... And truly, when you look at it way. with what God did for me, mm-hmm. when you look at it that way, when you're past that point, yeah. of, mm-hmm. uh, when you've dealt with it, when you've allowed the Holy Spirit to deal with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm the deepest things in your heart that you don't want anybody to know about, yeah. it becomes a different subject then. Right. Absolutely. You know, it's a testimony. Somebody told you know, me, you know, what you what you reveal is what God heals. Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's so much power in 
speaking these things that yeah. even though you don't want to talk about them sometimes, right? But speaking it out loud, it yeah. takes the power away from it. It does because it does have a hold. Mm -hmm. It has a hold on you. Now, you were. Let me just ask you this: What, what was your vice? What was the thing that kept you? Um, in a stronghold and held down and, and what you felt like you couldn't do without? Oh, alcohol. Alcohol? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just liquor in general. So, how, when did this all start? Was it recent? Was it... I, I always... I guess I, I like in my 20s, I drank. Mm -hmm. I, did, I drank I think one we all time. did, right? I drank one time yeah. at 16. Got alcohol poisoning. Should have known then it was going to be a problem. Oh, wow. Like went all full throttle. Oh, no. Should have realized then it was going to be a problem. Yeah. But I never drank again after that. Oh, that was until I was though. in my 20s, like yeah. 21, 22. Yeah. And I started drinking just lightly, kind of, you know, at parties. Social kind of thing. I was in college, mm -hmm. so it was just, you know, at the bar, at parties or whatever. It was never really like a super stronghold at that time. Um, got a little bit worse, probably like mid-20s, but not really anything. I didn't have like any... Thing that happened. So did you like? Sense. Did you like drink every day, or just kind of on the no, weekends, no, no, no. Like kind of hanging out? Weekends and okay. that was it. Like I've never okay. been a, an all the time drinker. I only ever drank like back then when I didn't have kids and I was single. I went out on the weekends, but some weekends I'd stay home in bed and just hang out by myself. Right. I just like when I was out and around, and that's I think that's what it is. Is I struggled for years with um, insecurity. Mm -hmm. Well, that took that away. Okay. And so when I'd be out around people, because yeah. like I told you earlier, like crowds make me anxious. Yeah. So, but when I'm in a bar and there's a lot of people and I'm drinking, not anxious anymore. Well, the alcohol takes the edge off. Yeah. And it does change you. It, take, it changes your mindset. It changes everything about mm -hmm. you immediately. Absolutely. After the first drink, yeah. and your mind is changed. And everything. I'm one who I like, I never did just have one drink. Yeah. Early on, I probably would do two, three, four drinks yeah. within 30 minutes, mm -hmm. and then I'd sit the rest of the night. Yeah. So I'd get where I wanted to be, yeah. and then I would maintain that. Yeah. And I could do that, I did that for a long time. Um, there was a point in like my mid-20s where I can remember, um, and I guess this just kind of talks to the severity of it, but my, in my mind, I was functioning, working all the time, yeah. so I didn't have a problem. Yeah. But I remember one night, a friend of mine was, was staying with me, and I did quite often get sick when I drank alcohol just I drank it to the point where yeah. I was gonna get sick and I was sick one night and I was throwing up blood and my friend was having a fit I was like no it's fine it's normal I do it all the time it's fine it's normal this is what you said <laughs> that, is, that is where I was though like Whoa. it was normal to yeah me. I guess I mean I think for I had self-diagnosis I think I had an ulcer probably mm -hmm. yeah something but like I mean I was like you know and even that didn't click that there was an issue yeah I kept on drinking I just kind of when I threw up, I threw up blood. Wow. But it never stopped me. It never scared me. It, it didn't bother you. Mm -mm. Wow. And then I got married. Uh, and when we got, when I got married, probably prior to us getting married, and then when we were married, I didn't drink. We never drank. We never went out. We might go to dinner or some friends or something. But, I mean, I might have drank twice in four or five years. Oh, like, wow. So just, you just really, like, just stopped. Yeah, just, I mean, I had no desire to. I was content. I was happy in my life. Uh, about nine months after we got married, I got pregnant, and mm -hmm. so then it was, once I had him, I was like, you know, there's no need for it. Right. And so I didn't drink again until after I had Loden, and he was probably like a year, no, let's see, he was almost a year old, um, and I had gone through the divorce. Okay. We divorced when he was four months old, mm -hmm. and uh, so after that, and it was a while after that, or no, we didn't divorce, okay, so he, the divorce began after four months old. He left it for months old. And so six months later when we divorced, that was the first time that I stepped out of my house. 
Oh, like, wow. I didn't do, because I just, I mean, like, I felt married. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I just secluded mm-hmm. myself. My friends came around. We might go to dinner or something. But I didn't put myself in a situation where I was going to be, you know, out and about because right. I just didn't feel right about it. Yeah. But once I signed those papers, then there was a different, a different mentality came mm-hmm. about. And literally, like, the next weekend, I was out drinking, and that started probably about a three-year process of drinking. Every weekend, my kids were gone. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was the only time I ever drank. Yeah. Never drank around my kids. Never drank when they were home. Yeah. Only drank four times a month when they were gone. Right. But it was to the point of having like a, cap- a bottle of Captain Morgan. Sometimes the whole bottle on a Friday night. Sometimes I could stretch out for the weekend. Ooh, girl. But it was, you know, every weekend that they were gone. Um, I did that for, like I said, about three years. And then I stopped. I realized one night I had all that, you know, I can make excuses. Oh, we I all can. can justify just about anything of I course. want to justify. Absolutely. And so my justification was, well, I'm not hurting anybody. I'm only doing it when my kids are gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it was like suddenly one night hit me, you know, but because I was drinking and driving. Yeah. Like I didn't have anybody to drive me around. Mm-hmm. I took myself to the bar and I brought myself back home. Right. I mean, there were nights that I don't remember coming home. Like you said about, yeah. you know, God had a purpose, has a purpose for me because there are nights that I should not have been home. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes no sense how I got home because yeah. I have no memory of it. But I suddenly kind of, I guess, just had a clear clarity moment one time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, but if I have a wreck drinking mm-hmm. and I kill mm-hmm. myself, I kill somebody else, that affects, directly affects yeah. my children. Mm-hmm. And that really, really woke me up. Um, during that time, I mean, I was in and out of church. Like, I was going to church a good bit. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I... I don't know that I would go on the weekends. I didn't have my kids because probably felt so bad come Sunday morning. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And of course, like I justify it by, I mean, I can't go out Saturday night and then be hungover and go to church Sunday. Oh, yeah. That'd just be horrible. So, but I did go, like the kids and I went on the weekends that I had the kids or whatever. And I mean, like you said, I mean, to everybody else, like my life looked like it had it all together. On yeah. the outside looking in, right. anybody that didn't know me real well, we were in church and we were, you know, doing what we were supposed to do. And, and I was working every day and providing for my children. Yeah. And there wasn't a big issue. I never had like a big. You didn't just flaunt it that I'm, hey, I'm out. Well, I never had like, a, like, you know, a, I don't know, like a catastrophic event to happen. There was no DUIs. There was no wrecks. There was yeah. no nothing. God was gracious enough to kind of, you know, whisper in my ear that that moment that helped me to kind of clarify what I was doing. Um, I got back in church, uh, I think it was soon after there that I started going back here, and I was sober for almost three years, and then the summer that COVID hit, or the year that COVID hit, that summer, church shut down, Yeah. we had a CR going in Granada, it shut down, Yeah. everything shut down, and instead of feeding myself at home, I had been relying on the church to feed me, Yeah. and so um, it was real easy for me to slip back off into those old ways, those old patterns, yeah. so I, like... At first, you know, well, I've been sober for almost three years. Like, I got this. I can have a couple. Just one. It's I not going to hurt. Yeah. And I did. The first time, I had a couple. And then the next, I think, like, the first night, I bought, like, a little six-pack of some couple of free drinks. You know, they got no yeah. alcohol in the Right. Drank those. I was fine. The next night, I think I probably had a 12-pack. Yeah. And then, of course, it was two weeks later after the kids were no longer home. And it was, that was when I bought my first bottle of Captain again. That was the first time I had a bottle of Captain in three years. Wow. And I only drank for about three months that summer. But, so, I mean, you think, I mean, that's four times a month mm-hmm. for three months. That's 12 times. Right. And I, like, I call it some turmoil in my own life. 
And you you so messed yourself dangerous. up. Yes. And it's like you don't realize what you're about to cause, mm -hmm. what kind of damage yeah. you're about to cause, whether it's mental, yeah. physical, emotional, whatever. You don't have a clue what's coming mm -hmm. because it's, at that point you're numb. Yes. You know, you there's times and things in your life that you go through and it's like when COVID hit, COVID absolutely turned everybody's world upside mm -hmm. down absolutely. in some form or another. Mm -hmm. Some people couldn't handle it very well yeah and then some people could i mean so it just depended on For where me, you were it was it's crazy because like it really didn't change my day-to-day -day life yeah my work didn't shut down yeah I mean, that's a lot of home, people people still working they went to work with me like yeah. i enjoyed having them with me right for me it was it was i was not feeding on the bread of life you have to i was not because yeah. i was focusing on other things i was focusing on work focusing on yeah. the kids and not taking that time yeah. any time during the day to get in my words, yeah. watch, you know, a yeah. sermon. I mean, I was watching like church online, but it's not the same. Not the same. It, you know, it's not. And it's I, not. I, I, you know, I, I totally agree with that because I, I believe that the people that are shut in things, I think it's great for them to be able to experience that. However, the Bible tells us, don't forsake the assembling yes. of yourselves together. Because what happens is, in your weak moment, somebody's going to encourage you. Absolutely. In somebody else's weak moment, you're going to reach over and see their, their face and go, you know what? Hey, let's go pray together. Let's do this. And, you know, people are like, like you know, if they're listening, they're like, yeah, 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 that doesn't work that way. You know, but it really does. Well, for me, like, too, I think I didn't realize at the time how important CR had come to, become to me. Yeah. Because, I mean, at the time, I was just going, you know, like, I don't, I don't think that I realized that it was important in my life until I no longer had it and I didn't have that accountability anymore because at that at that like time in my life I was like I would lead small group at that one too right. and so I had women who looked at me mm -hmm. because I'd been sober for two and a half years right. and now all of a sudden well, I didn't have anybody to be accountable to yeah. except for myself mm -hmm. and Jesus and obviously that wasn't enough it, it wasn't it didn't it's not where your interest was that yeah. I don't need to be this you know it, it's, it's, you don't have to look somebody in the face. Exactly. Exactly. You, know, you don't need a person. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I know this is going to, don't, don't take this the wrong way, but I have this like this comparison with the whole accountability thing when I was uh, years ago. Um, I was probably half the size I am now, but I was going to Weight Watchers mm -hmm. and it was here in Grenada and I was going to Weight Watchers and I was so excited and I would go by my side and have my friends to go with me and but they, there was this room full of women, okay, and although I was probably one of the smallest women in there, in my eyes, I was not, mm -hmm. you know. So I, I go, and you had to weigh in mm -hmm. every single time, and you did it in front of everybody. And I never once gained a pound because I was scared that if I did, you know, I'm accountable to the yeah. people in that room, and I would be embarrassed mm -hmm. if I didn't do what I was supposed to do. So being accountable is really important. It really is. And if you have a place in your life, that you're not, you know, around very many people. You need to have a friend. You can pick up the phone and at least call and go, hey, keep me accountable. Mm -hmm. Tell me, you know, how, how we can communicate so that you can ask me, you know, you haven't had a drink today, have you? Yeah. Or have you read your Bible today? And see, for me, you like, know? that doesn't work. Yeah. Like, yeah. I need, I don't know how this sounds, but, like, it helps me to have people who... Are trying to get sober, yeah. or trying to stay sober. That look at me being sober, so that you are that accountable. Keeps me That's sober. right. That's right. But like, if you call me and you're like, because I mean, I have friends who 
they will keep me accountable. Yeah. Um, you know, they yeah. are hard on yeah. me. <laughs> but I'm stubborn and I'm hard headed. And if I want to do it, I'm going to do it. That's the thing, though. But we're all in I charge have of our these own. people yeah. who are almost looking up to me saying, yeah. all right, if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. That is what keeps me mm-hmm. from, you know, from falling. Right. Is, you know, because I, I want them to understand that I am nothing. Yeah. And it's not in my own power that I'm able to do it. Mm-hmm. And so if, if he'll do it for me, he'll do it for them. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, and, you know, Jesus, like we said earlier, he'll grab you out of the deepest pit and pull you up to where he is. Mm-hmm. Well, and he will clean you up. Where you have nothing else but him to rely on. Because mm-hmm. that's Once what always took me was being in the yeah. situations where, like, I didn't know what else to I had nothing else mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. I was so miserable and so unhappy. And the only thing that I could do was call out him. You know, he is the only source of peace. He mm-hmm. is the only one that can save you. He's the only one that can save you from yourself. Yes. You know, he is the only he is the only person I know that in my life I can truly rely on. Mm-hmm. And I love and adore my husband, but he is also a human being and a Absolutely. man. And I know that he will fall mm-hmm. just like everybody does daily. We all fail, yeah. you know, daily with, with something, mm-hmm. you know. Um and, you know, I rely on him for leadership in my household and stuff like that. But the one thing I know is the one person that will never, ever, ever let me down, the one that will never let me go, the one that will always sustain me and where I need to be is Jesus. Yeah. And he's the only one that you can truly call on his name, uh-huh. literally use the name of Jesus yes. to get you back in the mindset that you need to be in. You know, so, you know, you, you go and you um, essentially fill out the wagon. Yeah. Like they say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, part of that, like, I, in hindsight, I realized why that had to be part of my story. Yeah. Um, prior to that happening, like I said, I, you know, had been there about three years. And, like, when I got married, I had quit drinking for four or five years. Like, it was easy. Mm-hmm. It was never an issue. Like, mm-hmm. if I wanted to stop drinking, I'd just stop drinking. Yeah. And so I could, re- I could be really judgmental towards people when they had been sober for a while and walking with the Lord and then they fall off. I'm like, you were walking with the Lord. Like, why would you want to go back there? How could you go back there? Yeah. And, but I experienced it. I experienced Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. you could walk so closely with the Lord Mm -hmm. and with one bad choice, Mm -hmm. the complete wrong direction. Absolutely. Putting yourself in the wrong situation. You do. Allowing yourself, you know, that one journey. It is one choice. Mm -hmm. It is literally one thought mm-hmm. yes. that you think you know nobody will ever know and it's just I just need to have a little you know have a little drink so I can calm myself down and you know there's so many excuses that oh, I yeah. make and go I can just do it one time it's not a problem mm-hmm. but it is it, it is yeah. it is nobody ever stops no I, I mean nobody I, I'm not saying that because there are people I said this one time on Wednesday night like I ordered a medium-sized coffee from McDonald's one mm-hmm. day and like, I mean, I drink it before I go to the parking lot. And I was like, there are people in this world that order a small. Yeah. Like <laughs> How do they do that, right? I mean, but that's some kind of self-control or something Man, that yeah. I don't have. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, I order a large every time. Right. I go to Duff's and I get the 20-ounce every time. Right. But there are people in this world that are satisfied with the small. And they sip. And I'm a guzzler. It's, like you it's do, just, you know, you like, jump in feet first. I can't relate yeah. to those people, but I know they're out there, and so I can't, I can't push my stuff right. on them, you know, like. Yeah. But I am. I've said this a lot of times. I'm sure y'all have heard it. I'm a zero 
to a fourth house. Yep. Okay. There is no in between. With there me. is no medium. I am. I am completely turned off. Or, or all, all the way, the way on. So it's like that. It's just like there's no. There ain't no middle ground. No. Mm -mm. There's no, you, you, you don't. Person. You don't lull. You just kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're real high strung. I love or not. I hate. I, yeah. I'm yeah. Fire, I'm down. There's. Like, a, that's me. I'm sort of one of the boom boom. Mm -hmm. You know. You gonna give me one way or the other. You know, and so yeah, <laughs> I don't I'm know which one you're gonna get me today. Yeah. You know, but it's, <laughs> well, it's day by day. You know, yes, so you gotta yes. take it day by day. Well, and I'm trying to. I mean, I think God's working that out with me of trying to, you know, have a little middle ground. I need to have a little middle you ground do. on some stuff. You, do. you know, because um, I saw a post on Facebook the other day, and they were talking about something to the effect of we need to quit arguing with our brothers and sisters in Christ and preach the gospel to people. You Absolutely, know, like, I can't just say that everything that I think is is true and accurate mm -hmm. and I'm just going to fight with you to the end of time right. because I believe what I believe. Yeah. You know, there's got to be a time where you are graceful towards people. You have to have that um, grace and mercy mm -hmm. because, you know, and not everybody's going to believe what you believe. No. You know, what I want them to believe and what I want myself to believe is the truth. Yeah. Just plain, I don't care about denominations. Now, yes. I love my church. Mm -hmm. I don't, but I'm not concerned. I don't want to say I don't care, but I'm not concerned That's what denomination my, my friends are I in. I want to see the den denominational walls broken. Absolutely. any denomination. Like, our CR is not a Church of God CR. It is not. It's for any It's how in this building. I want it to but be. But it's not just for that denomination. No, that's you know, the thing. It doesn't anybody. need to be... Um, uh, Exclusive, where yes. we only allow this person in and not these people. Exactly. I, this morning, or it was yesterday, actually, I got up and I took a shower, and I was. God always talks to me in the weirdest places, real weird places. I'm either at the sink washing dishes, or I'm in the shower, or you know, you're doing your makeup. It's weird. It's not. You know, I'm sitting there reading my Bible. Yeah. No, no. He's going to get me where I can't move. That's right. I'm going to usually be in the shower. Or my hands uh -huh. in this water, or something, and he's gonna say, you know. But I yesterday, I and I've talked to you a little bit about this. I, I you know, our our ministry is, you know, it's so inclusive of anybody. I don't care who it is. Yeah, doesn't matter to me who it is. What I want is is people to realize that the gospel is not exclusive. Mm -hmm. It is all inclusive. Yes. Everybody. It is a whosoever yes. gospel. It is not. I like you, but I don't like you. Yeah. It's not like that. Right. We don't need to, um, you know, have anybody to feel like um, they're not welcome. Yes. Mm -hmm. And in our ministry, this is what we strive for. Mm -hmm. This is what we want. We want people to feel loved and, and know that Jesus is for them and he wants to save them and love them. And we do not care. What, I don't I, don't tell me you're a Baptist. I don't care about that. I want to know that you love Jesus yes. or that you want to love Jesus and yes. let us lead you to him. It doesn't matter um, about anything else because yes. it doesn't matter what you've done. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who you are. What ethnic group you come from? Because yeah. um, heaven's not going to be. Like no, that. what status you have? How much money you have? None mm -hmm. of that matters. None of it. Mm -hmm. It. What matters is, um, are you saved? Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. can we love you to Jesus? Mm -hmm. That's all I've ever wanted to do is just love people to Jesus. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, and a lot of times it's going to be be people that are unlovable. Oh yeah. It mm -hmm. seems. Mm -hmm. You know, people that, that come across as unlovable. People that are alcoholics. People mm -hmm. that are drug users. People that are hard. They're hard to get through that shell. Yeah. And and you know, but everybody has a heart. Absolutely. And everybody's heart can be changed if like they allow the Holy Spirit. By God. Absolutely. So We're made in His purpose. image. So there is something mm -hmm. that they. 
they were created for. Yeah. I don't think anybody is created for nothing. Absolutely I believe not. they all have a purpose, no matter how small mm-hmm. or how large it is. I think everybody is created for something, and, and everybody goes through things. Yeah. And it's all because of the choices that we make. We're the ones who choose mm-hmm. to do something stupid. I thought when we you first know. started this past recession, you know, everybody is in recovery from something. Absolutely. Even if it's just life in general. Yeah. You know, everybody has been hurt in some way. Absolutely. Or made to feel less than. Mm-hmm. Or been insecure in a situation. That's right. And that's what we want this ministry to be about. Yeah. Is, like you said, being inclusive. You know, yeah. everyone is invited. That's right. Everyone has a place there. I don't want anybody to ever feel left out. Yes. Or like they're not enough. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I've never. I've always tried to include people yeah. in the things I do. Now I don't get included a lot, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes that the people that don't get included a lot are the ones who always try to include everybody. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just so opposite. And then you know the Bible says it's just going to be that way. Yeah. You know the Bible says um, how the end times are going to be, and I believe that we're living in those end times. Absolutely. I really do. And so I feel like we need to try to again be the hands and feet of Jesus and reach down and grab as many people as we yes. can and bring them with us not to go no 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 you stay back there right. you know uh uh-uh, uh let me reach down my hand to get you yes. and bring you up to where I am already this is what I've done this is where I'm reaching for yeah. come on go with me mm-hmm. don't don't leave somebody behind my son was in the military and they had that policy you don't leave your brother behind oh you don't do that so it's like I just I get it mm-hmm. you know and I'm getting chill bumps and I don't usually get chill bumps but I, I mean I get you know, I, I get yeah. that because I've been the one who needed somebody to reach down their hand yes. and go, I, I love you. Have. I know you're going through something. Yeah. Let me help you. And a you lot know. of times, you know, I mean, depending on what your situation is, like we've talked about before, you know, that, that you may think you're the only one. Yeah. You, one of the things that Stephanie constantly tells us in class, you know, is don't try to tell me how to do something you've never walked through. That's right. You can't. And that's like people that aren't in our CR, there's a need for them yeah. because there's somebody out there that needs their story. Absolutely. There's somebody out there that needs them to be that hand. They have something And that to offer. sometimes can help you to stay sober. Sure. Is having those people who rely on you. And you know, eventually you get to the point where you don't have to be. You know, you don't have to have somebody to be accountable to. You you really are accountable to Jesus. Yeah. And it really, mm-hmm. it takes a while sometimes. Oh, yeah. And that's okay. Because what you're doing is maturing in your faith. Mm-hmm. And not everybody is on the same level. No. And it is okay Absolutely. if you're not, if you're at the very bottom level, you just on entry level and you try to figure this thing out, that is cool. That's if right. you're kind of, you've made three or four steps, that's great too. Mm-hmm. If you've got somebody who's been living for the Lord a long time, man, watch them. Yeah. Watch them. Yeah. See, learn from them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and go to church, like we said. Mm-hmm. Go to these meetings. Do all of this stuff. And you you listen to what the, the, the minister says wherever you're going to church. Listen to what your preacher says. But don't ever just take his word for it. Yes. Go back and look it up for yourself. Absolutely. If you don't get in the word and have a relationship with God. The preacher's not going to have a relationship with God for you. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not going to be, he ain't coming over and marrying your wife and and having a relationship with her for you. It's not going to work like that. So you you got to be that person that goes, I can't just expect them to always just tell me what to do. i got to learn on my own. And the Bible is full of wonderful things that will help you Mm -hmm. in any time, any hard time or whatever. So you you got to the point where, you know, you are off of, the alcohol. How mm-hmm. did you break that? How did you go? Okay. I can remember the moment that it happened. Um, I was, church had started back meeting and I was not coming. I had come a couple times, but I was just making every excuse in the book to not come. Uh-huh. And I remember 
going past Sonic. It was a Sunday, probably around like four or five in the afternoon. So that's usually about what time I pick my kids up when they're gone for the weekend. And I was going to pick them up. And you know, like when you walk into this, because like this is like I guess how how in such a short period of time how deep I had gotten into it. Mm -hmm. I can remember one night and I had been drinking. I was already drunk. And I was getting ready to walk into the bar, and I felt Jesus say, "Is this where you want to be when I come back?" Ooh, baby, I felt that before, and, and I just and I walked that's right sobering. in. No, yes. it wasn't. Like I walked right really? in. That's how deep I was. Wow. In three months' time. Yeah. I like I realized that the power and the gravity of it. Yeah. But I picked the alcohol, and Ooh, I picked the bar, and I walked man. into it. And I want to say probably. Maybe, like, I don't know if it was that weekend or it wasn't that weekend. It was probably the next weekend or something. But I had uh, had another weekend where I had been drinking. And I was coming to come get my kids. And I passed Sonic. And I turned off the veer to get on Carroll's Road right here. Yeah. I stopped at the stop sign. And one thing that I learned during this three months, it's weird to me, but one of my triggers is, like, new country music. Okay. But it all talks about bars and yeah. drinking. Every bit of it does. You know, and it's, it's fun and it's feel good. And like summertime for that's me is a thing. hard time. Yeah. I talk yeah. to a lot of people yeah. who the holidays are hard and winter's hard. Like that's not, it's the sunshine uh -huh. and it's the heat and it's the it's water. Fun. And then being involved with that crowd of people. Exactly. Yeah. And so I feel like, well, I should be, you know, getting on the boat and doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I w I'd been listening to country music that entire three months. Yeah. I had not. But prior to that, I had not listened to anything but K-Love in years. Right. But those three months, I listened to nothing but country music. Mm -hmm. And that day, as I stopped at that stop sign, I started praying. And I said, God, I'm so sorry. Like, I repent from what I've been doing. Please just forgive me for the mistakes that I've made in the past three months. And just, mm -hmm. you know, make my heart clean again. And I turned on K-Love. And uh, I can only imagine came on. Like, was starting <laughs> right when I turned it on. And I just sat there and squalled as I drove past my church. Absolutely. You know, and I was like, and I, but the thing is, I told somebody about that one time. They're like, oh, I bet that the Lord just, you know, really, like, like he just felt a lot of, like, I don't know, almost guilt or, yeah. like, the Lord's going to make you pay for that kind of, kind of mentality. Yeah. And I said, the thing is, like, as I was walking that sin out, it's heavy. Of course it is. And then... The longer you walk it out, it does two things. Like in a short period of time, like a three month time, it just got heavier and heavier and heavier. Yeah. The three year time, it didn't because I was numbing the Holy Spirit completely yeah. out of my life. Yeah. The less that I was paying attention to his convictions, the less I was hearing them. Mm -hmm. But in those three months, I was still hearing him and I was still feeling that that weight yeah. of that sin on me. And when I prayed that prayer, I am not even joking. Instantly, yeah. I felt a weight come off mm -hmm. of me. I felt like a feather. Yeah. Instantly. When you mean it. When you're sincere. Yes, that's what it is. And when exactly. you really call on him, mm -hmm. he does. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman and mm -hmm. he will lift that burden yes. off of you and make you just feel brand new. Yeah. And he doesn't make you do anything. He's just waiting on it's you. It's your choice. Mm -hmm. What is a choice you're going to make? You know, I want to say it's Deuteronomy. I may be wrong. I have to go back and look. But the Bible says, you know, I set before you life and death. Yeah. Choose life. It yes. says, D choose this. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm telling you what to do. Yeah. If you want to have a future Absolutely. and a hope yeah. and, you know, a life, mm -hmm. choose life. Yeah. You know, so you have to make, it's a choice. It is. It's an everyday choice. It's a, yeah, it's you got to get up every day and go, I'm not drinking today. Mm -hmm. I'm not. And an alcoholic that has been in it for years and yeah. years because they really believe, you know, I, I do have to say that every day I don't want to drink today. Mm -hmm. You know, there's always you a get, temptation. You can get off into alcohol to where you do become reliant on it. Mm -hmm. 
and, and it becomes you can't wake up with something that you have to yeah. do, mm-hmm. you know, daily. I'm grateful, the Lord. Like I'm so grateful that my bottom was not, yeah. you know, deep off in alcoholism or rehab or jail yeah. or a DUI or a wreck. Like I am grateful that somehow He broke through my walls yeah. without it having to be some big event. And that's a good thing, you know. And everybody's different. Mm-hmm. It may be a huge event for somebody, or yeah. it may be a very um, subtle time where you just go. I'm done, God. Mm-hmm. I need you. And you know, and it's that easy. easy. Then you have to be careful about putting yourself around situations oh, like yeah. that's yeah. that's where I'm at now. Yeah. You know, I've been saying we're uh, October was a year, and that's so awesome. um, like I mean, day to day or on a weekend or whatever. Like I don't really care. I don't. I don't think about it. I don't want right. to drink. I have no no desire to be that person any longer. But if your friends called and wanted yeah, you to go with them, you know where you'd be. That's my, that, Well, that's the thing. is, like, And I mean, I don't really have any friends that go to bars anymore. But if I wanted to go to a bar, I could easily just go. Yeah. You know. But my thing is, like, I do have, you know, friends that, that drink that don't have a problem with alcohol. Yeah. But they have one or two. And those situations don't bother me. But if, if you're going out to dinner and they're, they're drinking a good bit or something, you know, there's a lot of alcohol flowing and stuff, I just kind of remove myself from the situation. Mm-hmm. Because I it's not worth... Mm-hmm. Being tempted no. and falling. It's not. You, know, you it's have not. to be on guard for that stuff. It's like, you know, when you're you're climbing up a ladder and you get halfway up and all of a sudden you trip and fall, mm-hmm. you got to start all yes. back over again. And it's like, man, if I just wouldn't have. So here you are living with regret now mm-hmm. and as well as the other. And so it's just Satan tries so very hard to distract us yes. and to get our minds on something else. You really don't need to go to church, you know. You yeah. know, so and so's there that you don't like them so much. So you ah, don't worry about going today. But you, you don't choose. have to go to church to be saved. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. And honest to God, it's like they say, you know, going to church um doesn't make you a Christian any more than you stand in the garage makes you a car. Okay. However, the choices that you make is mm-hmm. what makes you who you are. Well, it's like Pastor says, you can get married, but if you don't ever go home, the relationship's not gonna be that. It good. ain't gonna be there. So yeah, Same I mean, you have to have a relationship on purpose mm-hmm. you have to make it purposeful you have to make it intentional you've got to do that yes. with God yes. you've got to and in order for you to stay out of the bars and stay out of this atmosphere you have to have some other outlet which needs to be the Word of God and mm-hmm. you go every day I've got to spend some time in that word yeah and the Holy Spirit won't let you go Mm-mm. you know he knows that you want to be saved and want to be and want to live right so that conviction that hits you is only because he loves you yes that's it you can't think like it's not a bad thing to be convicted yeah you know it's okay if you want to go to the altar every sunday absolutely Uh, you know there's people who they'll go every sunday Mm -hmm. that's great Mm -hmm. you know pour yourself out to god any kind of way you can a friend of mine taught me one time because i i attributed the altar to Something's wrong. Something's wrong. You're so I did there. something wrong. Yeah. Right. And a friend of mine went to my watch go to the altar and she came back and we were just talking and she was like, Well, I didn't go there because anything was wrong. I just went thank God for what I was right. The, you yeah. and see everybody you know the assumptions judge. that everybody yes. makes. Amen. Don't do that. I feel like I don't want to go up and if Lindsay's in the altar and go, Lindsay, um, do you need to, to Yeah. I, I just if I, I may go put my hand on your back and just pray for you. Exactly. And I don't know what's going on, but God does. That's right. And so I leave it alone. Mm-hmm. You know, unless somebody wants to tell me something specific to pray for, mm-mm, I'm just gonna pray for you. Yeah. Love on you and go about my business. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. people have gotta be that way. Yes. We need more people to do that. Mm-hmm. We need more people to come to CR. We need more people to have an outlet. Yeah. You know, that they might need. Um, we need to encourage people. Mm-hmm. That Absolutely. you know, if even if you fail a year ago, 
Yeah. You still got back up. Well, I mean, I fell. You didn't stay down. And since that time, the Lord has helped me to walk into, you know, being a ministry leader in CR. Uh-huh. See, God, I didn't God, have that because, like, no. I didn't have any of that stuff going on in my life. Before, Before I fail, mm-hmm. you know, but like he's been so good and kind to me mm-hmm. that, you know, he's given this opportunity that I get to talk with people about what I've gone through yeah. and encourage them. And, and in turn, like that's what I was talking to Cliff about today, because being able to be in a group with these women and watching them yeah. grow and change in front of my eyes mm-hmm. is such a gift. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's a blessing to me. Well, it's yeah. not it's even like... like that's what your gift was for laying yes. there. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's... And it's not a replacement, and I don't mean that. I mean... But it is. I'm going to give you this because like, of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. he gave you that spot. Yeah. It's that, encouragement for you. Yes. I mean, it encourages me so much. Yeah. Like, and they don't even realize, well, probably, no. how much you're encouraged. Well, because... Just by their courage itself. Before CR ever got started, you know, like, I, I look up and respect Stephanie so much. Mm-hmm. Like, and she has helped me in so many ways. And she would tell me constantly how much of an encouragement was like, I was to her. And yeah. I'm like... <laughs> Huh. Okay. <laughs> Me? Yes, right. Sweet, but okay, I love you too. That's nice. And then now, being in this situation and getting to talk to these women and literally watching, like, the glow come back to their face mm-hmm. and the joy come out of them. Yeah. It, like, I mean, it truly does. And so now I understand what she was saying. Well, it makes you feel like, I did something right. I, I made the right I'm choice. Like, I, God, know. use me. Like, yeah. he really, really wanted to uh-huh. use me. Like, yeah. I'm not useless. Like, like, doesn't that the feel proof, good? You know? yeah, doesn't that yes. feel good? Because it just makes you go, I was born it's for so a reason, humbling, you know? Because, you know, you do, like, especially when you fall and you, I mean, I've, I've had people who, I don't know, I mean, not like, I don't really know how to say it, but like, when I did fall, you know, well, if I had, after I got saved, and I was like, you know, well, you know, maybe you shouldn't do this or maybe this or whatever, and they're like, you can't talk, you've done worse. I have been there. Yeah. You know? And, and that's what it is, is you can let yourself settle into that. Right. And think, you know, I have done bad, and I mm-hmm. have done worse. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, who am I to say, you know, God wouldn't want you to do that because of what I've done. Right. But that wasn't the end of my story. No. And the thing about it all is, is you're not anywhere near the end of your story. Yeah. You are going to make more choices. Yeah. And I'm going to pray that you make the right ones. Thank that you always... Because I want to lift you up. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like, I am not here to tear down. I right. want to lift up. Absolutely. And because I want to be lifted yes. up by people and encouraged and stuff. And the Bible says, do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. That's it right. says that. And it's like, do we really do that? Yeah. But yeah. you've got to really think. It's, it's so simple. We have complicated the Bible so much it makes me sick. Yeah. It's like if we would just take the Scripture for exactly what it says, mm-hmm. do exactly what it says, and exactly how it says do it, man, what a different world yeah. we live in. Absolutely. But we don't. Yeah. So I, I, you have to go back every day and ask for that grace. Say, God, mm, I didn't treat that person very well. I'm sorry. Help me tomorrow to wake up and do better. Oh, yeah. Please help me to do better. And he does. He's so amazing, and he's so loving, and he's so kind. Mm-hmm. And um, people have made him out to be this mean, terrifying guy, but he's that's not him. No, he is a loving God. He is love itself. Yes. The Bible itself says it. God is love, mm-hmm. and He is. Yeah. So, if we just allow Him to love on us, mm-hmm. and then let that teach us how to love on others, mm-hmm. if we can love the way He does, the more that I allow God to love me, mm-hmm. the more I fall in love with Him. Yes. The more love I have to give to others. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know, you can't pour out of an empty, empty cup or you whatever, you know. And you if can. you let him fill you up, mm-hmm. 
you're constantly full. That's true. And you just you don't even mean to. You just spill out on people. And you can't help yeah. it. It's like people are living in the overflow. And that's okay. Real. You know, we want them to live in the overflow. Yes. We have coming out, and that's great. Yes. I want love to just ooze out of me. And that you know, yeah. and people will they don't understand sometimes that love. But if you just keep on loving them, they will. Yeah, they'll finally eventually get it. Um, I know this is not the total end of your story, but um, there's there's so many things that were said to that I want to go. Oh, we're going to talk about that later. Oh, I want to talk about that on another show. So it's, you know, <laughs> I'm going to just take some of the grasp a few of those little things that yeah. we we're talking about, and just I'll have you on again if you're willing to come back and hang out with us. Oh yeah, same you know, um, uh, and we're going to talk to so many more people um, on our podcast that we believe um, will also help so many by the trials and the tribulations that they've been through mm -hmm. and learning yeah. just how good God is. That's yeah. the, that's our ultimate goal is to just see people saved mm -hmm. and let them learn just how good God is yes. and how their life will change. Yeah, yeah you know, and when, they, when they have a real reality check, mm -hmm. when they have a real check inside their heart and go, yeah. Man, this is not what I should be doing. Yeah, I, you know, I need you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm gonna see if I can maybe get you out your comfort zone for a second. Right. Um, <laughs> it's not a bad thing, <laughs> I promise. Um, but I always ask my guests if they will um, uh, lead us in prayer oh, okay. to just. I know it's like the fact y'all can't y'all can't see her face. <laughs> But her big blue eyes just got a lot bigger. Those big blue eyes just got a lot bigger. It's like, okay, yeah, sure I'll do it. Um, but there, that's the good thing about um, being in an uncomfortable spot. Jesus is trying to get you out of your box. Yes. You know, and he'll, he'll use this, yeah. your your podcast that, that are speaking to people, and the prayer that you're going to pray, I believe, with all my heart, it's going to come from the Holy Spirit. And at that point, you get to ask people, if they want to have Jesus come into their life, you can ask people if they would like to be saved as well. Yeah, you just you're going to talk to them. So wherever they're listening from, um, they will have the opportunity to stop what they're doing and ask Jesus into their heart. So, that's right. Yes, ma'am. We're going to poor, poor people. Izzy, oh, bless your heart. She's going to try really hard, y'all. She's going to try really hard. Y'all, she's going to do great. I believe that the Holy Spirit's going to lead you through this prayer. So I'm going to let you close her. He's going to do it, girl. I have faith. I've got faith in okay. I do. You go ahead, darling. Okay. Lord, God, thank you for this night, God. I thank you for the uh, ability to come here tonight, God. I just pray that something that was said, Lord, was useful to someone, God. I pray that something that was spoken tonight from one of us uh, just penetrates into somebody's heart, God, and that, that they do, they feel that prick in their heart, God, that there's something more that you have for them, that there's something more than what they're giving themselves right now, God. I just pray that, um, that you would just... Touch people, God, that have maybe never felt your touch, Lord, that they just don't know the goodness of what you have to offer them, the lives that you have there in front of them, Lord, they'll just walk into it, God. Um, anyone that's listening to this, I just pray that they would they would open their hearts up to you, Lord, that they would accept you as their Lord and Savior, God, and that they would live their lives from this moment forward, God, just for you and not for the world. Um, so Jesus, I'm pray. Amen. What a great show. We'll see you guys back here next time on Fresh Oil. Hey, thank y'all for listening to Fresh Oil. We love you guys so much. If you'd like to contact us, just email us at freshoil9210 at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know some prayer requests that you might have. Let us know some questions that you might like to ask right here on the podcast, and we'll read those. Thank you so much again for listening, and we love you guys. Have a great one.